0: Hello and welcome to the Inner Gamer episode 154. We are your weekly dose of video game news, reviews, opinions, and discussions made for and by our listeners. My name is Brett Janoski.
1: I'm Devin Dury, And I'm Awesome Morales. Today on the Inner Gamer, we talk about some inner space. Not like a theory of inner space. There's an actual game called Called Inner Inner Space. Space. I didn't play it, but you two did. Yeah. Uh, Moving on to our news for the week. Nintendo is releasing something called the Nintendo Labo. Labo? Labo? labo labo who knows it's cardboard Uh, uh, fortnite has some great success however they are pulling people away from paragon hackers can't get into the nintendo switch and overwatch has some really interesting things happening with its e-league as well as one of its players then we move on to our discussion which this week is all about diversifying the cooperative experience what that means for games in 2018 and with that brett please cue the music (laughs)
0: It is January 23rd, 2018. Welcome to the Inner Gamer Podcast. If you like what you're listening to, and of course we know you do, you should head over to Patreon and support us. For as little as $12 a year, you can make this podcast better and we'll give you some goodies along the way. $12 a year. In addition, I got $12 right now. Tonight, there's an event happening. If you're listening to this podcast on Tuesday... We are going to be at Braindead Brewing Company in Dallas, Texas. Oh, man. Live podcasting for Braindead's Mario Kart 64 tournament. We have special guests such as the game we're about to talk about, Poly Night Games. Woo. And uh, Eric Brody is going to be joining us. And uh, it's going to be awesome. We're going to have some, some good fun um, there. It's going to be packed. It is. I don't know how they're going to fit all these people in that room. It's all right. It's okay.
1: As long as I have my booth and my beer and right. that's exactly. fine. I'll yeah. be fine.
0: Still weird to hear him say that. As as I, as as I oh, I know my, my, my beer. I know.
2: Like, what? You just like Darth uh, Leviticus? Oh, Lemus. Yeah. I was gonna yeah. say
0: Leviticus. Levit-
1: <laughs> Darth Leviticus. What a strange Bible. I mean, I'd read it if it had that kind of language. Right? But
0: oh man, so uh, let's talk about some InterSpace. InterSpace is a game that came out on January 16th last week. We interviewed them at PAX South 20. 15. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, yep. they had yeah. a tech demo basically showcasing this weird, pretty, like flying game where you just fly around this world and it was very pretty and that was what they had. Right. Now there's like story shit and there's actually a game here, which is awesome. And um, You see
1: not just the building blocks, but what those building blocks are holding up.
0: Exactly. And how does it hold up? In this case, it's relics and it's really cool. It holds up pretty good. I'm surprised. How much have you played
2: of it? I've gotten to the sunroom. Okay. Do you know what that is? No. Okay. I haven't played a ton it's of it. It's like the third to level, it. and there you have to unlock two other portals that take you to two other worlds. Oh, okay. So I've been to both of those worlds, and I guess I'm stuck. I really haven't died. I just kind of explored both. Really cool. Get The, the worlds get bigger and more interesting, and uh, I'm blown away of what they've done with this game. Like I remember it being really cool when we played it, well, obviously, I hardly remember anything, you know, about the world.
0: And I mean, stuff what like did that. it was just flying, and they had like yeah. one world created, and it was here to fly around and try out our. At that point, it was just an experience. Right now, it's like a fully featured game with levels and like progression stuff. And I like that when you get like there's these relics you have to find in these different worlds. That relics, when given to your cartographer, which is this little ship thingy that goes around in the water, he will. Figure out and research this relic and determine what it is, which can lead to upgrades for your flying machine. Okay. Um, and uh, so
1: relics are kind of how you progress your your vehicle.
0: Yes, your and spacecraft. I, I said he was the cartographer. We are the cartographer. You are the he cartographer. Is, He's archaeologist. He archaeologist. There we go. Okay, yeah, yeah, That's what I thought. yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, two character
2: game. I I, I I like how they how they do it that way. It gives you a sense of, uh, you know, this guy, you start off with this guy and you guys are both stuck in this really small room and then you got to find your first relic and then you get out and you start, you know, the world starts opening up to you. And it's really interesting because you're basically, you know, instead of being on a globe, you're inside a globe. So it's very trippy. Like you're just flying around. And for me, was trying to get my bearings straight. So, so that's what so, I was ask you. like.
0: Did you feel disoriented in every moments? time? Every time, like especially yeah. because the water, like the colors are similar in different areas. I mean, the, the the game is gorgeous. Like the the color palette that they use in this game is really awesome. But there's there's moments where I'm flying around and I'll get down to the water and not at first I didn't realize the water was the water I thought that was the ground and then I eventually yeah. like dived in the water and I, sometimes you would be underwater like flying around trying to collect the uh, little pockets of wind and stuff like that and then I would be upside down and not realize am I right side up am I upside down I don't know which way I'm going
2: you're, you're all you're always yeah. around I it, mean, was, it was it was always no- around
0: but I love the um they really really fixed like made the um, flight controls really solid like i think they're really nice they're they have like an arcade feel to it which i think is important and good to have that and i like the the mobility of the the plane that you're flying and how easy it is to like drift around and make tight corners and stuff and just explore through it's very so it's very akin to Journey or Abzu right i think it's very similar to those types of games just yeah in this case, it has a little bit more.
1: It's got a little bit more of a driving factor as far as yeah, your interaction with everything.
0: Because there are progression details to it. There's sure. story bits. Yeah. So as you find these relics, there's actually like you can move your cursor around the relic and explore it. Like you can interact with the relic when you find it. So for example, it may be this thing that's buried inside of this rock, and then so you can um, move your ma- your mouse around to like. Chip away. So there's, at there's different the details in
2: each relic, and it kind of adds to the story. And then some actually, you know, upgrade your ship. So yeah, so that's kind of uh,
0: cool. With
1: like not just the exploration, but the investigation. Yeah, yeah part like, of it.
2: I mean, that's what makes you. I mean, keep it's going. like
1: yeah, you're playing like an archaeologist, literally having to excavate right, these yeah. relics and and like investigate them and find out what their details are and how they can apply to your
2: your ship. Right. It's, it's very much like Lightfall. You have those little orbs you can go find mm. at each checkpoint yeah. area. But, I mean, this is more like, those are like, hey, go find it. If you want to know more of the story, this is, you kind of have to find them.
0: Regardless. <laughs> you have to find them. So, yeah, uh, yeah. it's it's quite beautiful. I, I can't okay. get over that. I'm really curious to know the inspiration, which we'll find out hopefully on Tuesday. Today. Today. Um, <laughs> Tune
2: in on Twitch. Tune right in. in.
0: I'm curious to know the inspiration behind... The story, and then coming up with these—I mean, there's there's a lot of depth to these different relics, and there's a lot of intrigue to this kind of world that they've built, and like, what does it all mean? Where does it lead to? um, How did this all come into play? It's it's very very cool.
2: I'm curious to know what changed from then to now because I don't exactly remember what all they're going to put in this game, but it seems like it is a far
0: cry more than what oh, yeah. it used to be. Yeah. And what I remember them talking about, you know. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I think b- what I remember from that conversation back then was they didn't really know what it was going to be. Right. Yet. They just knew that they were building a story and they couldn't really talk much about the story at the time. But, I mean, I don't think they ever intended for this to have this es- exploration aspect. Mm-hmm. To the level that it does, right, especially right. the progression part too. I didn't. I don't know if that was intended to be there, but yeah, I don't remember talking about that. Yeah, but I. It, but I like that they put that in there because it adds a little bit more than what you come to expect with the other like Abzu and stuff like that, where they're just solely experiential game experiences. Um, one thing I didn't like about it was there's some moments where I feel like they could have been a little bit more descriptive about what you need to do in certain situations. Yes. Because I'm in a part right now where I really don't know what I'm supposed to do. And I do like that the car, the the archaeologist. the archaeologist is actually a guy that you can go back to um, and give get clues. So he'll give Which you I clues think that's, towards stuff. I
2: had the same reservation you did. I was like, man, what am I supposed to do here? I'm just flying around. I feel like I'm wasting time, right? Yeah. And then eventually I'm just like, well, maybe I'll talk to this guy and see what's up. And yeah. I'm like, oh. Yeah, I feel like that's a normal <laughs> mechanic in games. We just nowadays <laughs> most games are like, here is your quest, go to here, complete yeah, quest, yeah. come back here, and it's just like there's no real exploration to it. Like right. um, you might find in some more RPG like games. Right.
0: Um, but yeah, it's cool. It's a uh, it's it came out last week, and um, get it on Switch. Get it on the Switch. If you have yeah. a Switch, Switch, get it on really? the Switch. Yeah, it's on the Switch. I definitely think that that's the place you want to yeah. play. I wonder if they have gyroscope huh. on the Switch. They probably do. Because that'd be pretty sick.
2: Might as well. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> we're over here. It's like, damn, get a PC.
0: <laughs> no, just uh,
2: don't need it, man. All that shit's yeah, coming yeah, out on the, the Switch you, every
1: time. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I found so interesting at PAX It's all these games coming out on the Switch now that they're like, yeah, we're going to release on Steam and the Switch. Like, huh, interesting. There is no uh, PC for or uh, PS4 first or Xbox first? No, or no, Xbox no. We're Perfect. Going for, we're going for the switch. Perfect.
2: That's fine by me. So, Brett, what did you think? I, I found what was the most interesting in this game that could easily, I feel like, be kind of bland and boring, is the musical cues that, and sounds that you have flying through the world. Like when you're on your when you're flying around in your in your glider yeah. or spacecraft or whatever you want to call it, when you twist, it's like you have these little feathers on each of your wings and as you turn as you know Brett it makes like little piano noises yeah so I was just like
0: yeah
2: it's so simple but so necessary at the same time it could easily just be like you flying and just wind noises all the time Mm. and then when you go and get this these little clumps of wind which are like tokens or gold coins they make noise and somewhere in the trail and when you pick them up they make like a little you know tune for you and I'm like this is really cool like they found a way, very strategically, to make the game not as bland and boring as it could have easily. Oh, it, been. It, it's something as
1: subtle as that, you know, some keynotes that sound yeah. like it's not fancy. That,
2: well, yeah, that still keep
1: you as the player. Um, you correlate that to something in the game, and still keeps you like
2: keeps your focus and keeps you engaged. Right, and that's cool. E- each world I'm has its own that. little cues uh, and stuff. Yeah, so like one is kind of like a, like a parasitic world. It's a bad way of putting it, but that's what it felt like to me. It's just like little, looks like uh, blobs of uh, growth
0: throughout it and like kind Mm. of
2: tentacles. And then one I just entered, I didn't explore very much. Looks like it's like the cavern's made of like crystals.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I was like, well, it's not really a cavern, it's like a globe or whatever. Right. So. It's awesome. Okay. I, I, I think it's definitely worth checking out. And these guys did an amazing job and yeah. I can't wait to speak with them tonight.
0: And it's only it's twenty dollars, so it's not yeah, expensive. It's, no. it's not like you're gonna you know, break shit. the bank or whatever. I don't
2: everything. know how long it is, so it could be mm. a five hour experience or whatever, but
0: looking at well,
1: and it doesn't sound like, you know, the time played is gonna be like the, 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 the determining factor of the buy no no on no, this. Not
2: at
0: all. That's cool.
2: For those who are worried about For it. For those who are worried about Looking that,
0: kind of, at that sort of thing. Looking at people's playtime on Steam, it looks like it reign anywhere between three and five hours. Mm. One guy actually has 66 hours somehow. <laughs> so he's played he a is lot of really that. He really exploring those relics. Here's another one that's got 26 hours. I was like, dang. Okay. So All right. Yeah. That's cool. He Um. Yeah, so that's that's all the games I've been playing Gear Club Unlimited but I know you guys don't care to talk about that cause what? It's, what is it it's, nope. it's, it's a racing game what yep. is it it's cool huh? I unlock cars and <laughs> race things what? and it's awesome well, I played more Divinity with Travis oh yeah and instead
2: of doing on classic mode I put it on explorer mode which allows me yes. to just run through enemies like butter really um, not as satisfying but I don't feel like I'm playing D&D with Devin every time so that's good hey man Nothing wrong with that.
0: We need to play that. <laughs> I want to play it really bad. It's really fun. It's a lot of fun. We should plan a day. Just get on there. and I need a jump PC so
1: I can fucking play it. But yes, yeah, we'll get to that later. Yes,
0: we'll make that happen very soon. Very very soon. very soon. Cool. Well, that's gonna be it for the games we played, guys. We're gonna take a break. Come back with some video game news of which we have some pretty exciting announcements <gasps> from Nintendo, Gasp. as well as other places. Gasp! Gasp! You're listening to The Inner Gamer. It is time for our video game news. In this segment, we share the best headlines from the week in the gaming industry. And boy, do we have some exciting stuff. Starting with Nintendo, guys. Oh, man. Nintendo has announced a brand new... I guess you could call it an accessory line of some kind. Yeah. But it is Nintendo... Ni- Labo or Labo, we're Labo? not sure Labo? the pronunciation. It's new Nintendo Peripheries. It is New Nintendo Peripheries. This is designed for specifically children. Yeah. And what you get is a kit that are made out of that's made out of cardboard that allows console owners to create and play with a variety of these handmade accessories. For example, you can take this cardboard cutout and form it into an RC car that you can then use your Joy-Cons to put inside of it to control it in the space. Or there's a piano that you create that when you insert the Joy-Cons in the side, once you build it, you can actually play the cardboard keys and it makes musical notes and things of that nature.
1: The one that I found most interesting was the camera. Where you camera. slide the the not, the Joy Cons in such a way that you actually have the button to 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 you know take the picture, use the shutter, and the other one is out front of it to like you know where you're pointing the to tell where you're pointing the camera. I was like, that's actually kind of cool.
0: Yeah, that's pretty what cool. A, what, a, what an ingenuitive way of using cardboard. I think so. So there's there's a lot of question mixed reviews out there yeah. about whether or not this is something that's some people say this is like huge and changing the game and other people are like this, this is the dumbest fucking thing i've ever seen cardboard basically i'm on that boat you're on the ladder boat <laughs> i'm on the yeah. ladder boat well, i mean think about it it's cardboard and
2: for kids kids are going to destroy this in like the first hour of getting it especially the pedal one unless this is like Pretty primo hard cardboard that's easy to fold and stuff. You've seen the shit that cosplayers can do with cardboard, right? Yeah, but like, they're usually adults.
1: But who, that's, who who aren't that's gonna no, but that's but, but you're talking about the quality of cardboard. I mean, yeah, maybe cardboard, but I mean is yet to be seen, so It's yet we, to be seen. We don't know. Maybe we'll get our hands on it.
0: Yeah, so try it out. The main kit that you get includes 25 branded sheets and with it, you get a set of instructions on the tablet screen to create the accessories. When they are attached to the Switch console and the Joy-Con controllers, you can use the accessories to play software designed to work with what Nintendo calls their Toy-Con creations. And um, yeah, these things are all designed to do different things and they're going to have the variety kit which is going to include um rc cars a fishing rod a house a motorbike and a piano and there's a robot kit that ironically this is kind of cool because there was a game that they were going to make back in the day where um it was on the wii u and in the wii u they were going to basically have you hold the Wii U tablet in front of you and use it to like fight things and stuff. But that concept never came to fruition. Thanks. So this is the extension of that same idea. In which case now you have this like backpack of cardboard and these rubber bands that I haven't quite understood how those are going to function without breaking. And, uh, you move around and control a character on your, your switch. And, it's interesting. I mean I'm I'm intrigued by it. I think it's a cool idea and I really feel that this is gonna be a big hit for kids. I think they're gonna love it. And I don't think they're gonna destroy it. I think these are gonna be durable enough, especially if you like put them together the right way, that they're not gonna be I mean unless like the kid just comes home and is like, Oh I'm angry and like smashes it with his foot like direct force. But as as used to being a kid, kids are not very careful with their things. It's true. That's like. why it's cardboard cardboard is.
2: Dad, I need to go buy a new camera for the switch. <laughs> Dad, Dad, Dad. The piano broke. Um, Johnny kicked it.
0: <laughs> Johnny kicked it. <laughs> I don't so, know why it's Johnny. Did you ever? Did you guys ever play with those? Uh, oh, what were they called? Um, crash test dummies. Did you ever have those little toys? Love that stuff. Now that stuff was awesome because that you could break all you wanted to. Crash test dummies. Yeah, not the band but the crash test dummies. There were these now, little like, toys you'd buy. Yeah,
1: I know the band, and I know that there was like the crash test dummies that you actually showed in like car commercials.
2: Yeah, yeah. those are the ones. They had toys like that, and they would explode, and the cars would explode. No. Yes. No. I, I guarantee. You. Absolutely not. Getting off on a tangent, but yes, it is very true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hang on. I wanna How are you comparing crash you.
2: test dummies, dummies to a car? Well,
0: because those apparatus. were durable toys that, you know, would... Like last and stuff. So you have a little guy. I've never seen those before. in, put my them in there and you run into a wall. And I had a whole bunch of them, different kits. Let me see how I find those super old ones. Um, they were awesome though, man. Oh, here we go. Crash dummies right here. Check this out. Like these things are so cool. I want to put a picture of it in the show notes because you guys got to <laughs> see Of these course things. you are. <laughs> but look at that. You put them in the little car and you would like slam them into a wall and they'd Actually, show real physical impact of cars and stuff, and how the character would like fly out and hit the hit the wall or the baseboard so and stuff weird. like that. All so, right, well, hey, people bought it, including myself. It was awesome.
1: Maybe there will be something like this for
0: the Switch. I don't know maybe. your point. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm I mean, I was just
1: saying like the
0: dur- the, the durability. This is, yeah, yeah, I, this, I follow, this, you. I follow this is, you. This is a. Uh, Kids had these things that they could destroy, well, yeah. and then now you can destroy these things, I, too. I think
1: you also just have to take into consideration the the target use of what this is supposed to be for, right? And i I would give kids more stock in their caretaking of video games and their video game accessories. Uh, To be able to, you know, take care of these
0: kinds of things and use them for what they're intended for. And I I think they would be careful with it. I mean, if you look at kids, every kid nowadays uses an iPad and stuff like that. Yeah, they'll drop it. They'll crack the screen or whatever, which sucks. I mean, I would lose my mind if that happened to my iPad. But it still works and functions. Can I borrow your iPad? Huh? What? No. Oh. No. No. Your kit too. Stay away. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um anyway, so Nintendo Labo, sixty nine ninety nine for the variety kit, which comes with twenty five things. And then there's the robot kit, which will be seventy nine ninety nine. Cool. That's coming out April twentieth, four twenty. Ironic uh, and hilarious. You. So, next up, we have a story. This is kind of a two-part story, but Epic Games brought out Fortnite. Yes. As we all know. Yes. Games as a service game. And when this came out, we... Charlie was on and reviewed it for us and said that it was very complicated. It was complicated.
1: Had some some praises. Had some uh, critiques. But, you know, said it was a complicated game, but could definitely see the market that it was trying to
0: go towards. Right. And then, so... Battlegrounds came out, yep. player knows Battlegrounds, and got super huge. And then Fortnite came out with battle royale mode. So now they have the four player co op zombie survival component of Fortnite, and then this battle Roy- royale component. And Fortnite has reached forty million player success. That is absolutely insane. It's so much, so much so that like this is. Epic's most successful game ever, from my understanding. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy.
1: And Of all the games for Epic to make, and this is the one that really pushes
0: them over. And it's weird because when this came out, I mean, this game was in development for so long, six or seven years or whatever. And oh. I'd like to know when the concept of Battle Royale came into play because yeah, it took too. six years to build the game itself. So they had the systems in place. But was this a concept that they were kind of thinking about maybe from the ARMA days and it just so happened that it came out? Because, I mean, PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds came out last March, right? And then this Battle Royale came out like six months later. I don't think they could have hacked together an entire map design and build this whole new game mode in six months. Maybe I'm wrong, but that seems to be really fast. So I wonder That's if this quick. was people That's are like quick. freaking out about how they copied them or whatever. But now I'm wondering if this was already in development and it just happened to come out around the same time.
1: You got to wonder like how the allocation of the manpower happened when like, I wonder if it was reactionary from the sense that like they saw the, the impact of what they were starting to do and like, Ooh man, people are digging this. Maybe we should, maybe we should explore that some more and then like, that's when you start allocating more away from other projects. Right. Like Paragon. Like Paragon. Which I they, feel like no one gives a shit about Paragon anymore.
0: Yeah. And it's kind of sad. I mean, Paragon just came out. Paragon is a lot like um, uh, Battleborn and that's just, it was <laughs> bad timing for the game. Terrible timing. And the pair, like the MOBA game thing like League is at such a high level in that arena that nothing can really surpass it. Yeah, League
1: is League is the titan at this yeah. point. No one's going to surpass it at at all.
0: Yeah. So now at you got this these point, hero you just have the shooters. Yeah. yeah, so you have the hero shooters now. So that's when Battleborn came out the wrong time because Overwatch is, I mean, it's Overwatch, it's Blizzard. They're going to just amass a massive following. And uh, this Fortnite game was different, which was good. So I think that's why it diversified itself. And they also, so somebody made a comparison. Um, Paragon is like the Counter-Strike source of PC. And Fortnite is like the Overwatch. So it's got that fun, kind of lighthearted personality to it. And PUBG no PUBG is the CS source, and Fortnite is the Overwatch. So I think that's an, that's an interesting comparison there because that's why this game probably has a larger mass appeal because of the added personality. You know what? And the, it came out on consoles right at the beginning. You
2: know what the sad thing is what? First day like first two hours of Pack South. I got in line for Dauntless and then one of the Dauntless guys came over and were like, okay, who's, uh, who's paired up? Who's single? And they were like trying to get, you know, counts and stuff. So they tied me and Lizette with these two guys in front of us who were from Houston. We got to talking and stuff and it was like, oh yeah, we're really big in the Paragon and we have this community that now that we you know, there's always someone on, someone always wanted to play Paragon with us. And I'm like, oh cool. Well, here's my gamer tag for PlayStation. You know, let's play. And then this thing drops. I was like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was so pumped to get back in it. I just made new friends to play games with, and all of a sudden it just doesn't even matter now. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're still
0: supporting it. They're just well, not yeah, putting just, as much effort into it because right, Fortnite's right. such a bigger success. So right. I, you go I, where I the understand. numbers go, I mean, basically. But, Has anyone played it yet? Uh, Fortnite? Yeah. Oh, no. well, the uh, Battlegrounds, Fortnite? I haven't touched Fortnite at all, and I need to because. I don't Apparently like it. it's amazing. So. I,
2: I do not like it Battle all. Royale? I, I do not like it. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's basically the same thing, just the mechanics, the way that stuff handles. I don't enjoy that yeah. gameplay style. Seems like it's a lot more forgiving
0: in a lot of ways than
2: okay, so OG would be. one of the things is, okay, I was like, da- first match I ever played, right? I was down to like the top five, right? Yeah. So I was trying to find people because I was like, I'm just sitting in this base in this corner, which I happened to be in the best part where the circle was. And I was like five circles in, right? So yep. I go and I start, I go around this bin because I see people over there fighting. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to jump in this battle. Well, I see one dude in the distance and I'm like, okay, there's three of us left. It's me, this guy and someone else. I didn't see where the other guy was. You can build a bush that covers you fully. Yeah. This guy was a fucking bush, and I <laughs> ran right by him, and he stood up and just shot me, and I was like, this is stupid. This is a fucking suit. Like, I understand it's a ghillie suit, mm. but this is like, oh, I'm going to build a fucking bush, bush Bush building. That's why you got to stand. You're stand. Your,
0: your Achilles' heel. You got to hide and watch <laughs> Victor, movie The bushes. The Achilles' heel
1: of all players in Fortnite.
0: <laughs> bush
1: builders. <laughs> The Alaskan Bush people. I was there for the Bush, Bush builders massacre of seventeen. So Bush it, builders as far as the, I could see. So, I'm sorry.
0: So I'm curious. Was it was that was that uh, George Bush or George Bush Senior? Uh, that's, that's what I'm curious about.
1: Okay, I made a gem of a joke, <laughs> and whatever the fuck that was,
2: <laughs> just
0: Did you look how proud of yourself you are. You. Suck. Move on. What's the next story? So next story is about hackers, and uh, you hacked Devon's joke. So yeah, right. <laughs> Ugh. So this is this is really fascinating to me. So the Switch came out in March of last year. Yeah. And typically, when a new technology comes out, there are hackers out there that have malicious intent, and there's hackers out there that try and find exploits in order to make software better. Yep. And I think these hackers specifically are the latter in that they're trying to find exploits to open up the system in order to make it better um, or make it more secure or whatever. But... There is a group that came out called, uh, or there's just a group of three people, and they came out and said that the Switch has a custom OS that is one of the most secure we've ever seen. So a year later, they have yet to crack the Switch That's and actually gain access impressive. to it. That's pretty damn impressive. Yeah, I find that to be fascinating to me because... Xbox
1: I mean, One or Xbox, yeah. all just those in general, things are jailbroken one, within a week or two. Day, like sometimes on like day of release, it's yeah. just like people get home. All right, well I'm glad I spent four hundred dollars on this console. Let's crack this bitch open and <laughs> see what's inside and fiddle with it.
0: So there, there's, there's, yeah, it's like super hard. So this, they've apparently finally reached that point, but here we are, nearly a year later, and they're just now cracking it. And uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Not it's even. just a testament to the engineering.
2: Power of Nintendo
0: Nintendo and stuff like that.
2: Man, I mean, they're blowing everything out of the water. They're killing it.
0: They're killing it lately. Killing it.
1: Um, I wonder if they were like, at this point, (laughs) they'd be willing to come out and be like, hey, remember the Wii U? JK, here's this amazing piece of (laughs) (laughs) hardware.
0: Yeah, make fun of themselves, basically. (laughs) Oh, man. So back in December... Dr. Disrespect, the famous Ugh. PUBG streamer Ugh. Guy Beam as they call him Ugh. He used to work for Sledgehammer Games actually Ugh, College, I can't College roll my College eyes developers. hard enough right now Ugh. So he came out and said that he is going to take an indefinite leave of absence from Twitch because he has been uh, unfaithful to his wife In um, Infidelity is Why is, Why is
2: thing. that? That does not sound reasonable to your crime <laughs> Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, because he's Because gonna, I he's, messed with someone else. Yeah. I'm leaving it, Twitch. No, no, it's very much that. the Tiger no, Woods it wasn't, he, he wasn't
0: messing with somebody else. He just wasn't being faithful, as in, like, he wasn't spending time with her. It wasn't that he was cheating on oh. somebody.
2: Well, you would say infidelity.
1: Yeah, well, that infidelity it, implies I've been running around on my... On my
0: so with somebody else no and and the, i mean he used the word infidelity but in his mind it was that he was spending time with this game and okay this this, this makes him even a bigger piece of more, shit more <laughs> he was spending yeah, this more whole time. time i
1: fucking hate this guy i don't know why we're talking about it but i hate this guy yeah he's not in my top five he's, I'll tell you that. he's a guy he is a guy he is a piece of shit Infidelity, which it wasn't infidelity. He was just an asshole and didn't spend time with his wife, so he took a break. How long of a break was it, Brett? So. And inde- he said indefinite. How
0: long indefinite, was it? Indefinite. It was uh two weeks.
1: Fuck off. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Two
0: weeks. So he comes back with a Twitter video saying that, and it's like fully edited and stuff like that. And he's there, and somebody's got a knife to his neck, and he's like. Saying something about how he's coming back and this stuff's happening and it's really hardcore and it turns out the person that's got a knife to his neck is his wife and he's back. It and looks his like they're trying to there. recreate
1: some sort of ISIS beheading video. This is this is fucked, man. Oh, yeah. Honestly,
2: I watched it and towards the end I thought she was gonna stab him. I was
0: like, yeah. this is gonna like something's gonna such happen. Here. Shit. So February fifth. <laughs> can he back. just
1: can he just fade from existence? Can we be done with him? People this love him. People love People nowadays. love whatever. Get that trash off the TV. We we may not be as popular, but at least uh, fuck, I can't I can't move <laughs> on. I hate him. I don't
0: know. Maybe he did channel his wife too. I don't know. There's there's so many different stories going around about like what this scenario is, but they use infidelity. He said that he was unfaithful. Blah, blah blah blah. But I mean, I don't know. It just sounds like I don't like his persona that he's putting out there i mean it's he's a sensationalist it It sounds like he's a
1: sensationalist let me do wild shit to get the people to follow me around he's donald trump it's like the goddamn donald trump of gaming oh my god oh get him out of here
0: uh geez
1: no one is better at playing blizzard games than i am i am the best We're so, gonna build a firewall, <laughs> and the programs are gonna pay for it. Uh.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, the government shut down now, so not, sh- shit's not getting done.
1: The server, the servers are shut down. It's a shutdown gate.
0: So Overwatch League, Let's oh, talk man. about that for a minute. Oh, so okay. I'm gonna start with some good news, and then we're gonna go into some bad news. So the good news is Overwatch League is getting a lot more. Um, press actually ironically my neighbor across the street who's a 70 year old 78 year old man was actually telling me asking me if i knew about it he was like have you heard of this like Gaming league things. He knows I play video games. He's chatting me about Overwatch League. How so funny is that? So it's gotten to the point where it's reached the seventy-eight-year-old man across the street <laughs> from me that he understands what this is, and to me that's fascinating because that's happened in like two weeks that this this occurred. But,
2: yeah, I, I saw him on the uh, Dallas Fuel. The local news station did a little tidbit on Dallas Fuel and like yeah. their headquarters here in Dallas. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's crazy.
1: It's kind of. It really is kind of funny, like how just this. I don't want to say it's out of nowhere. Like we've been trying to build this sort of esports. Um, I I don't even want to call it a genre, but this this culture for esports, its own franchise, I guess. Yeah, and I know what you're saying. and it's it's booming now. Industry, yeah, it's like it's its own thing, which is great, but something not so great.
0: Well, as of this is the the positive part, as of the first season, they have Blizzard has acquired their first big sponsor, which is Toyota. Toyota is going to be sponsoring the the North American launch partner for the Overwatch League. And with that, you're going to get branded content in Overwatch League streams and at physical venues where the competitions take place. In addition, Toyota is going to collaborate with Blizzard on behind the scenes content. And there will be a Toyota vehicle presence at the Blizzard (laughs) Arena competition space in Los Angeles. So prepare yourself for that.
2: This is funny because it'll be like buy a car now, buy this new cool car. Look <laughs> at look at favorite team loves this Toyota oh vehicle. God, yeah. You're gonna you're gonna start getting and Overwatch skins
1: of like Diva with like a she's driving a Toyota Mech. <laughs> <laughs> it's just That'd be the, awesome. Well, I the Diva Toyota Mech.
2: I, I'm sad <laughs> to say this to Toyota, but it's gonna be all fucking preteens being like, yeah. <laughs> I want that car and have the money.
1: Oh, they'll oh yeah, they'll pay they'll pay top dollar for that micro transaction to get that skin. Oh, yeah, Toyota
2: Prius
0: guys. Oh gosh, get out of here! Awesome. But
1: Absolutely they're enough.
2: they're the main. I feel like the main majority of people who are at these events are gonna be fucking kids. I don't or, know. Not kids, but no, you know, like
0: I don't I don't people know. Who
2: don't, people not like us who don't have expendable cash. Like yeah, obviously we all have cars, but you know, I don't know. Who knows? I,
1: I guess for me catch, it's not a, catch it's, a, that. it's a it's a budget of time and I don't yeah. want to be
0: around that. Right. So Blizzard said that the first week of competition brought in 10 million viewers across That's the 4 days. Fucking insane. Which is pretty impressive. And I also found out that Twitch paid 90 million million to get the rights to stream OWL matches.
1: Now that is equally as impressive. Isn't
0: that crazy? 90 million. I mean this is like Big shit ninety million about here. dollars. Fascinating. Um,
1: just so they could be the ones like watch it with us.
0: Yeah, because otherwise it's just coming on OWL's website. So yeah, now like Twitch was like, no, we're gonna we want it. So no. and <laughs> it was huge for them because they got ten <laughs> million viewers. So of this
2: course is, I'm sure Blizzard was just like, sure. This is the industry. Like it's
0: already sure. it, it, within like
2: days. It became.
0: Multi-million dollar industry. Only Blizzard. I mean, they're, they're bringing esports to North America finally. It's, it's awesome. It's like
1: NFL and Love Fox, Fox that Yeah.
0: Time. So now for the bad news. Uh, uh, so Dallas Fuel, as we talk about because we're from Dallas, uh, uh, has a player that said some not-so-good things about another openly gay player during a after a loss with the Houston Outlaws. So <laughs> he came out and said on the stream uh, some things that are not nice. Um, some pretty
1: harsh expletives. Yeah,
0: he used the word, like, the word shit and the F word and suck not a fat yet. thing. Yeah, he, it's, not, it's mel- not even the genitalia. curse word so
1: much as it was the very suggestive and lewd comments yeah. in regards to the guy's sexuality.
0: Yeah, so he said some stuff towards him that was not appropriate and as such you know he's been formally suspended for four games and they fine him $2,000 for violating the Overwatch League Code of Conduct um yeah and following that Dallas Fuel issued a statement of its own expressing support for the league's decision and saying it will suspend him for the remainder of Stage 1 which runs until February 9th um so, yeah, he got penalized for it, but it's still, I don't know. I mean, this is, this is, so we're going to have a conversation about this later on.
1: Yeah, we're going to have an actual Eventually. pod. We're, we're going to have an episode yeah. about the, 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 the growing, the growing esports and the gaming culture obviously is
0: <sighs> yeah not
1: what we think it should
0: be. It can be tough. I mean, this is, this is a sign of the fact that we know that in gaming there is a, we are there in this toxicity. In we are in the industry. limelight now.
1: Yeah. Like we are in the forefront. This is a this is a
0: culture that's going to take off. But you know it's funny too. Like this is I mean this this is bad that this guy did this, but if you look at like basketball and things like that, there's shit like this that happens there as well. Kind of worse shit that happens. Yeah. There. There's there's worse stuff that happens. <laughs> like beating so, women and stuff. Uh, yeah, this is like not a good thing. Punching and, a woman in an elevator, leaving her unconscious and walking away. <clears throat> This stuff makes it not good for the esports growth because Correct. if you look at sports itself, Correct. I mean, you have these sports players that are cheating on their wives, <laughs> beating their people, you know, they're being physically abusive. Like, there's all kinds of shit getting caught with drugs. Like, all this stuff happens all the time in regular sports. <laughs> esports has an opportunity now to build a culture of not that type of people. And, you know, they need to. I think it's it's advantageous for them to support their players and make sure that their players are... Held to a standard. Held to a standard, yeah.
2: But I'm not surprised. I mean, this is pretty much teens, older teens, young adults who are still immature, even yeah. if they're young adults. I mean, this guy is 22 years old. I don't know, Felix Ye- Lingiel? I don't know how you say his name. I mean, he's still 22. He's pretty much still young, just out of his teens. And I'm not surprised. I mean, you got hormones and stuff like this, especially in gaming. Like, if uh, you, you go and look up YouTube... I'm, I'm not excusing his actions. I'm just saying, like, go look up on YouTube. You can find gamers freaking the fuck out over the littlest things and throwing a hissy fit. Look, it's at just the, like, look at the Internet Emperor PewDiePie. Exactly. Big-ass video. Yeah, it's just like, I'm not surprised that this happens. I'm not surprised it happens here. I mean, it's bound to happen. It's going to happen. Uh, but we but we and we'll 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 go more in depth on this in a a later episode but
1: it's it's unfortunate and if you want to look up well i mean we'll obviously have a link to the news story down there but just what a
0: shit situation yeah just google it you'll find it but anyway that's going to wrap it up for our news this week. Thanks for
1: running up on a downer, Brett. Appreciate that. You're welcome.
0: <laughs> We're going to have a upper on the next segment. So okay. That'll be awesome. If there's something we miss, we want to hear from you guys. Email us at hellodinnergamer.net and we will talk about it next week. Don't forget, if you like what you hear, give us a review on iTunes or a rating or both and we will be back after the break with our discussion topic on <gasps> cooperative video games of 2018. <gasps> Stay tuned.
2: Yay! You're listening to The Inner Gamer.
0: Our discussion this week is going to be on the diversification of the cooperative experience. So, what does that mean? Well, previously, cooperative games have largely been... You play a character in this world and then if you drop in as another character within that world, you're not a character. You're just this thing that exists. So if you have a cutscene or whatever, like I mean take it If Halo, you would if you would
1: like to hear more about our thoughts on what cooperative games have meant in the past, you can go to the intergamer slash read on an article that yours truly has written about yeah, it. What did you call that?
0: I'm trying to remember. What was the name of the article? He doesn't remember. It's either. clearly memorable. It, it's, obviously.
2: Man, <laughs> fuck you, <laughs> Dang. Just wow. Shit on kidding. his. Thunder. Wow. <laughs> you can eat a whole bowl of go. Fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you were I'm coming down like a lightning. And just went, God. Just
0: no, it's a great article. It's 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 it was called. I think it was. It was something related to single, like two players or something like that.
2: See, the, we, we have so many articles out there. good. So we actually good. do have a lot of we articles. Don't out there we don't remember the like... ones we wrote. <laughs> There's a plethora
0: <laughs> on that plethora. website. Plethora. So, go there. Plethora. 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 Sorry, I like plethora. <laughs> Why? No. It's anyway, cool. I don't know. So this year, particularly in 2018, while he's finding the title of this article, is one in which the we're seeing a shift in the cooperative gameplay experience, um, where you and a group of friends, either one or up to four in many cases can play these huge experiences together and be part of the game and actually feel like you as an individual in this overall cooperative experience has impact in the game. You're not just that other person that is helping your friend play through his story. You are actually part of the story. Ready player two. I was actually going to say that because I it's figured ready player two. I forgot I did the, yeah, you the, did uh-huh. play, play, play one. on. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly.
1: Anyways. Yeah. The, the, it's, it's always been so frustrating for me when you're playing cooperative games and they have, some have amazing stories, Borderlands, Halo, uh, Halo one. Um, and they have cooperative elements to them, but you feel just like you're the, the second player is just thrown in. You have, you have no say in what happens in the story. You have no contribution to the you know, the, the overall narrative of what's going on with, with you and the other player that you're playing with. It's, it's all stale. You're just basically there to help take
2: out whatever monsters or gameplay there is to be had. At the, for, the, for the time, like during that time when those games were out, I mean, they're so awesome. I mean, you couldn't be that experience. But now we finally hit that stride and like, yeah. hit that next level, which is really awesome to see. And I think Divinity is actually a good example because you can pick one of the pre-made characters and they all have voiced lines. Yeah. yeah. So when me and Travis were playing, he can initiate dialogue with somebody mm-hmm. and it's completely different. Right, like then, if I talk a to mi- them a million words, and like, and they're all voice acting. Yeah, and like we're having different experiences. And the cool thing is that you can actually listen in on these right. conversations. And yeah. I was like, I love that; it's amazing. I love get
1: again talking about those experiences. You can see the difference in when someone who's playing a different, a completely different type of character and build has
0: with one NPC, while another has something completely different. That's that's marvelous. And to learn more about that, head over to YouTube.com slash The Inner Gamer, where you can watch this fine-looking old man right here talking about Divinity to Original Sin with our buddies from... uh Overseas.
1: I don't know uh, L- what Studios. kind of uh, <laughs> uh, piss in your Cheerios you got going on today, <laughs> but you and me about to Dukes. Who pissed in your
0: Cheerios? Nobody. I never had Cheerios. <laughs> I had breakfast tacos. I, was, I had breakfast tacos. <laughs> uh, anyway, so let's jump into the first category. We're going to break this up into three parts. Yes. So, three parts. Part number one we have story driven co op experiences. Part number two will be exploratory cooperative games, and part number three will be world-driven narrative co-op games. So, starting with story-driven co-op games, we're going to jump into that. Basically, what this means is you are you and one other player, or you and a few players, are dropping into a story, and in this case, your character has a actual impact on that story.
1: You can look at examples like Brothers, um, Cuphead.
0: Yes.
2: I mean games like that essentially. Right. Yeah. I feel like it's, Left 4 Dead 2 actually did that. Left 4 Dead 1 and 2. I mean you, you weren't yeah. just a faceless character, you're part of the story and you didn't choose dialogue like a normal yeah. role playing game, but your character had something to say on certain events. Yeah. And I think if, that if you made it to like certain checkpoints, your character would would say something right. about yeah. the if environment it, that it, you're it feels at. like everyone, you know, there is a story
0: there, and everyone has something to say, even though you're not really saying it. But So on the note of that, it's good you bring that up, because one of the ones that I put in this category is Warhammer Vermintide 2. Yeah. Now, it's not necessarily as much like you have these specific characters with names and stuff that have all these dialogue choices and stuff like that. But, I mean, technically, when you go through these different levels and missions in Warhammer, you are doing a mini story essentially. And each yeah. character has its own role to play in that story. Well, and,
1: and the Warhammer universe, the, the fit the, the, the fantasy Warhammer universe is already massive. Yeah. There's books, there's games, there's, uh, people have done graphic novels of this universe. There was an MMO about it. And like, there's a ton of material to draw from. So, Oh yeah. I, there's, there's a lot to see here. So, this sort of story-driven narrative I and mean, yeah, maybe linear in a sense where you know you basically go from checkpoint to checkpoint, like you do in Left for Dead or any of those other sort of horde-style games. There's still something that you're going to be discovering from the narrative whilst
0: playing it. Yeah, whilst whilst the, the vernacular there is oh man incredible. Um, so yeah, Warhammer Vermintide. I'm, I mean, I, I think it's going to be an awesome game. I mean, we played it at PAX and it was, it was a blast and
1: we played the shit out of the first one.
0: That is going to be something special this year that I think is just going to push that, that formula along. And I'm hoping we see more things like that because before left for dead, there wasn't really anything that had that excitement in the four player co-op kind of realm that delivered what left for dead did until Warhammer came around. And I'm hoping to see more of that formula come into play in games with different universes and things like that, um, imagine like a four-honor that was this style, like four swordsmen that are battling out. From I mean, I guess faction. Warhammer has that a little bit, but yeah. yeah the each fat but like intense, awesome. like we'll love every second of melee that. combat kidding. kind of stuff where you are, you know, maybe attacking a wall, um, like a you know attacking a castle and
1: laying siege to some sort of. Castle yeah. or maybe a holdfast or a, right yeah
0: that'd be that'd be some pretty garrison sick.
1: that you have to set upon and oh yeah man.
0: be awesome that'd be cool. Um, another game that falls under this category is A Way Out. This is the huh. uh, the game that is from the guys that made Brothers, uh, yeah. Joseph Ferris. This is the the big guy behind it. Um, A Way Out is unique in that you have two characters in this game that are completely unique players that have their own roles, but each player that plays them has, they make the choices for that character and how that character story plays out in the world.
1: They're each in prison for a different reason. They each have different motivations for getting out of prison. They each have their own motivations for helping slash trusting the other. So there's a really, it's a really cool dynamic that we're going to see with this from a co-op perspective. Cause I wonder how that's going to play in of like, I mean, obviously, we know that you have to trust each other, but like, what's the dynamic that me playing one of those characters has playing with you? Like, are we gonna like try to like? Am, am I gonna get the shiv and you get like I don't know a broom? <laughs> <laughs>
0: and Probably. You, and
1: you trust me with the shiv.
0: Yeah. Well, the nice thing with the broom is with the broom. If I I'll take the broom, I will break it in half, and then I got like crazy. Sticks Whoa. that I can fight with. That is crazy. One side with the blunt broom object, and this side with, with the up. stick. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I, th- I think it's really cool with that game because you, you guys can you know come together in the same room and be like a single screen. But then you know if y'all need to go off, which I'm sure there's missions where two people go off, you get that split screen action. You get the same thing in Divinity. Like if Travis wanted to, when we we're playing, he could have gone off and left me and gone done his own thing and been like, "Fuck you, I don't, yeah. don't want to be in your group." Yeah. And then we, you know, if you're on the same screen, it'd be a split screen. Well, on like, a way, that's in a so way cool. out,
0: it's always it's gonna be split screen the entire time. But it's gonna be you but will it have will different be, interactions, and right. in that one person could be watching a cutscene while the other player is performing an action in the world. Which I think is really gonna be wild to see, like because they they shift the size of the screens when they do that. You can
1: tell like it's, it's gonna shift like a cinematic style observation. Yeah rather than, like, you're actually playing
0: the game. I wonder how weird that's going to be, like, sitting there.
1: I look forward to that, man. Yeah. A very, like, a very cinematic experience, almost. Kind of right. akin to, like, when you play an Uncharted game.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Can't I'm excited. Wait. Can't you wait. It's going to be a good yeah. game. It's going to um, be great. The, another one that's going to be... Interesting. I'm not <laughs> sure how it's gonna come out, but Far Cry five, they're really pushing hardcore on the co-op component of this. Now, in previous Far Cry games, you were there's also You could play player. co-op, but it was just like little missions and stuff like that. But in this one It had
1: nothing to do with the actual overall yeah, game
0: itself. In this one, you and a friend can play the entire story cooperatively. Um, I'm
1: sure that this is this is one where I'm not getting my hopes up, I'm not holding my breath for this, because I feel like what we're gonna get is that the the, the same trope that we've had issues with in the past, Like my biggest gripes is this is going to be just neither one of you is going to really have any major say in kind of what's going on in the actual story portion of it. And then the other person is just there
2: to help you shoot religious assholes. It's an experience. That's what it is. Yeah. That's it. I mean, I played it. I, I got to play the demo at E3 and it felt like an experience. A very flimsy... Not very fun experience. <laughs>
0: yeah. I don't know. I don't know to think about this because I've been hearing. Well, you could be wrong. They could have done a lot. since. Yeah. The, I, hope since I, I
1: hope we're wrong, but
0: I don't see that happening. I still find concern. I, I know a lot of people I've been listening to have been talking about how excited they are in that this game is in America and they can have fun in America where usually it's a foreign land or whatever that you've, play in that you're not familiar with here this is something that's local it's it's familiar and everything but I just I still don't like how they took this whole religious cult aspect and then they add on to, to the top of it have fun and go, go to this open world sandbox and fly planes and blow shit up and do all these things when the premise behind it is this religious cult which is such a serious it's, tone well, and it could yeah, have it, been such a good it feels like it, it doesn't know
1: what it wants to be at its core like yeah. are are we supposed to be a story driven narrative experience with these two players or are we going for more of that cheesy saints row style we know you're fighting a cult but here put on this bear costume and ride a four-wheeler in there with strapped with dynamite woohoo <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. It's going to be
2: horrible.
0: I mean, I'm, ju- I'm just
1: saying, like, when you think know. about what, what, what you did in Saints
2: Row, I mean, it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I understand. That's the I kind mean, of experience we're talking about. I mean, if you're going by how they're starting to market it, I think they realize it's a lost cause at this point in time. So let's go this way. Yeah. Exactly. Spin it. Let's make some money. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Any money. Anybody. Okay,
1: let's yep. make enough money to pay for the fucking game.
2: Yes.
0: Yes. That's right. So that's our look at the story-driven cooperative games coming out this year. Okay. Let's move on to part two, which is going to be our exploratory co-op games. This is a different piece here, and essentially what this is, you and up to four other players are going to basically be dropped into a world, and it's up to you to explore and kind of make your own story, create your own experience. And what has me so jazzed about these games is the fact that specifically this first one we're going to talk about go away siri i'm not talking to you that was weird Uh, siri's losing her mind a little bit okay but um what has me jazzed about these games is that these are so vast and open and like on another level of creative gameplay
1: yeah because i mean as vast as it can be like it it was almost a a negative uh, interpretation when you look at something like GTA Online, yeah. just how vast that was and how large and grand the city was. And yeah, you could have you and your buddy go and do shit around, but you know, it all, always came down to mission based stuff. So, how do you now incorporate this from the standpoint of these vast worlds or cities or landscapes, whatever you want to call them, with you and another player? How are we going to thrust a cooperative element in there that feels substantial and like it really means something for you and the other player to be working together in this experience.
0: So what's ironic about these three games, to to add to that, is this: the next three are literally Microsoft-exclusive titles. So this is... Kind of a funny observation when you think about it. Kind of ironic. But the first one is going to be Sea of Thieves, in which... Four-player pirate exploration game. You drop in, you command pirate ships. We've talked about this before. Yeah. But I'm so pumped about how you know with, with PUBG, which we've talked about many times, you create your stuff. Like every gameplay experience is different because of just the way that it's designed. Like you drop into different places. Based on where you drop, you have different things that will happen. This game is exact the exact same way, except it's going to be tenfold because. You are, this is a constant, ever-growing story that you're creating with you and your friends. So, you know, the three of us will get in there. We'll be commanding ships. We'll come across this island and be like, man, we need to go check this out. Oh, shit, there's skelly men out there. They're going to take us down. Pop out our cannons, go escape. There's
1: skelly men in that treasure cave.
0: Yeah. Find some weird, like, floating object in the water. We dive down. We find hidden and sunken treasure pick that up and then shark comes after us. Like all these things can happen. I I
1: really look forward to like all the different elements that this game is going to bring forward. And I like the fact that from, from day one, they've wanted that feeling of this is not you versus the open ocean. This is you and your crew. Yeah. This is you and your buddies. You've got to, you've got to man your ship. You've got to go find that treasure. You've got to overcome the obstacles of whether it be weather or, skellymans or other pirates that you that that's 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 your game and that sounds
2: fucking exciting so yeah is it a far is it a stretch to say uh minecraft falls into this category there's something of a story and there's something of a repetition of enemies coming and stuff like that and you just like kind of building and you do kind of create your own story in a way by you know building stuff. Out. I'm just trying to like think what games in the past have kind of done this, and then you know how have we got
0: to this point now? Yeah, minecraft a little bit. Yeah, Maybe. I could I could see a little bit of relationship there, except it's you know it, it's it kind more of evolved just, away from being this cooperative story, not cooperative story, but like it's not as much exploratory as it is just build shit, and then they added build the a giant pair of boobs of, out of gold. Yeah. They, they, they added the additional it. aspect of like survival and stuff like uh, that, yeah. but it's not as much survival anymore as it is. Let's build cool stuff with our friends right, and, yeah, and right. see what happens. And this one, it's it's um, it's kind of what I've always wanted from Skyrim. If Skyrim um, added a cooperative component oh, to it, I would lose my mind. I would love that game, but if it's just me by myself, it's not as enjoyable. Right. But in this case, it's you versus the world, and you have to you make your own stories. You right. build, you become legend, as they say, with the the game. Um, so I'm pumped about that. Another one, State of Decay K2, zombie so game. So excited about this game, actually. Are you?
2: Yes, I really nice. want to get it. If I can get it on Windows, then yes, I will. No, play it's, it's, it's it. it's. I
1: was I was talking about this definitely playing. I was yeah. talking about this game the other day with some friends, and what I found, everyone kind of agreed on this is this feels like a departure away from the standard easy video game cop-out of just tack zombies onto it. Like this actually feels like this is going to be an experience of, it's not just about the zombies while they are a large element of it, but this is going to be more of that cooperative. We are building our fortress. We are building our HQ. We've got to manage resources. We have to maintain this group of survivors that we have and this I mean
0: it kind of reminds me of like a real life Walking Dead experience. Like yeah. you're man, in this like, game and playing yeah. through Se- Walking Dead. Se- yeah,
1: season yeah. one, episode two of Walking Dead, when you're you're at the essentially the the hotel area and you've got it all barricaded off and you're trying to manage the food that you're trying to give out to your right. people. Like I really look forward to that. Like I yeah. know it sounds hard and it's gonna be a struggle, but man, I love the idea of
2: this.
0: Yeah, I think so too. The more the more I hear about, the more excited I get for. I think that's something we've always wanted. Yeah,
2: in, in a zombie game, you know, that for dead's cool. You know, survive, get right. to the checkpoint A, B, C, get back the other way, or take whatever to do that. But like to to actually survive out there, and to know there's a huge sprawling world with so many things to find and discover, or maybe you don't want to discover them, and you run into some kind of giant blob thing that kills you. I mean, I think that's cool. Yeah, I mean. The amount of stories, the amount of streams—I'm sure that will come up with all these crazy, like Mm. how PUBG has all their like oh coolest moments in PUBG, where like someone flips five times in a in a moped and kills somebody, and
0: then yeah destroys the whole team. I don't know. I mean, think about the scenarios you could run into with this, where you know you and your buddies, you need to pick up some supplies, so you jump in a car, start driving out there. You don't anticipate the fact that how far you have to travel to get to this place you run out of gas you're like shit i don't have gas now you need to go find gas or find other cars you get car you go out through the woods you run into like the zombie horde and you're like oh shit and then dust comes out and it's nighttime and now you have to figure out okay now it's, it's really dark, dark i can't out. see anything what's gonna happen next like i need to still find this car we're starving we're losing you know we need we need food what do we do?
1: I'm still just laughing at your your personal reaction to seeing a zombie horde. Like I just I pictured that's actually how it happens. You it just goes down, turn the corner, zombie horde. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> zombie horde. Oh no. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> You're making great points. That just that that one caught me for a second.
0: That's <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I'm, I'm, I'm excited I think it'll be fun it'll, it'll be, be a lot good. of fun yeah. it's gonna have all the elements to make a great club <clears throat> experience so another Xbox title Crackdown 3 assuming we actually get it this year Absolutely. blow everything <laughs> up The 100% destructible it's crazy everything everything which I still haven't seen like I haven't seen any gameplay videos oh, of yeah, this yeah, destruction yeah.
2: and they're all like well we got the cloud now and look what it can do Explosions! Explosions!
0: Yes. I mean, I think it's gonna be awesome. I just want to. I mean, I like these fun sandboxy things for hey, you. Yeah, yeah. Like just cause if that was like co-op, I, I feel think like Crackdown is
1: like crack. Yeah. Well, it's the it's like the Terry Crews of like co-op experience and explosions. <laughs> and I, I mean Terry Terry Crews circa Old Spice commercials. Yes. Yes.
0: Power. <laughs> oh, I hope man. they really I emphasize that with Terry Crews. Well, yeah, like just that silliness and everything. You yeah, like, I was a Toros yeah. With, yeah. with Terry Crews. You, anyway.
1: you want it so like just amped up and so much like adrenaline fueled and
0: really. Right. I kind of like how Saints Row, when they started their game, it was, it kind of had that quirky like when you they didn't heard give kind of thing. I need a
1: hero playing and.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then they ended up doing like Gat Out of Hell and like really went balls to the wall with it. Yeah. And you travel down to hell and fight these guys. We're brutal Legend kind of like personality yeah. like I want to yeah. see that kind of personality shine through with this game and I didn't really get that a whole lot in Crackdown 2 I mean, that they I remember they've kind of already
2: established their own kind of you know tone that they want to yeah. go about but if Terry Crews is in there I mean that yeah. just sets everything like new, new precedents yeah
0: I'll be curious to see what stories and stuff will be like in this or if it's because, I mean, we put it in the exploratory category, which it is exploratory. It's this big space. You're going around. Big spacious, big
1: open city. Shit's going on everywhere. Crime rates through the roof. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. You're going
0: to crack down, man. You're going (laughs) to crack down. I want to break this glass over your face. Cool. Well, we're (laughs) going to. That's that's the end of part two right there. (laughs) Just because i got to get away before I get hit in the head. Yeah. yeah, so that's our exploratory cooperative gameplay experiences. Part three. We're going to talk about some, a category we don't really know how to title this, but we came up with... Actually, Devin came up with world-driven narrative co-op experiences. So these games are unique in that they have a story, heavy story. They're not just drop in a world and create your own story. There's a story there, but you are... Also, an integral part of this world as a character, you are. You pick your character, you build that character, you make it yeah. unique to you.
1: You're a, you're a reactionary hero, yeah. Kind of being dropped into
0: this world. I like that. A hero. Yeah, it's nice.
1: Well, I mean, it's it's very much the same to Borderlands. How you know you had whichever character you chose, whether it's you know Zero or uh, Mark, you know, and, and really any of them. Right. You had these characters and while they were all unique the story wasn't about them you could learn about them in the game but this it was actually about what's happening on pandora and opening the vaults and these are the kind of games that we're now looking at for these co-op experiences for these for these three that we have picked out
0: yes so first one i'm going to go with actually because it's so close is monster hunter world man so four player yep massive worlds You build your character out, make them cool and awesome, join up with your friends and fight the most ridiculous giant
1: weapons you've ever seen.
2: Yeah. I think Dauntless can fall in this category too? Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, Dauntless
1: for sure. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I'm still pissed we didn't win on... (laughs) our attempt again.
0: (laughs) Don't worry. There'll be many more in the future, I hope, where we can survive and win win away. Um, But yeah, Dauntless and and, uh, Monster Hunter World, both similar. Monster Hunter World, though, I mean, it's Monster Hunter. Like, it's the name, and that's where the inspiration for Dauntless came from, most likely, is from Monster Hunter. And this game is something... I think it's gonna be something special mm-hmm. because this is gonna reach people that haven't ever experienced Monster Hunter before, and it's cool. Like, Monster Hunter before hasn't ever been cooperative, right?
1: Uh, some of the earlier ones haven't been, like some and of the like more recent ones have been, yeah. stuff like that. It's just yeah.
0: solo. Here's yeah. battling monsters and whatnot, but yeah, battling monsters
1: destroying the environment by taking out local wildlife.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's great. It's called conservationist. Yep. Um, I don't know, like thoughts on this this game and, and how it's going to impact I've, the cooperative.
1: I am really excited stuff. at the fact that it's really now dependent on the cooperative element of it because in some of the earlier iterations of Monster Hunter, it's, you know, you're talking about fighting monsters that are the size of literally skyscraper buildings and not exactly realistic that one person with just a, Big fucking hammers, uh, you
0: and me, big guy. No. Yeah. Just throw the hammer sure. around like it's cheese. Yeah, it's kind of like the Dark Souls game. You know, it's just, you know, these big, huge things yeah. that you fight and it's just <laughs> it's crazy.
2: No, I mean, I, I like games where you have an objective, right? And it's cool because it's a loot based game. So you're going right. to go out and you're going to get something for your objectives you complete. And I'm sure there's like certain benchmarks you can hit to get certain XP or whatever and stuff like that. Sure. And to, And to have, you know, friends together to do that. Right. That just makes it that much better. Yeah. Of course, the monsters look cool, too. And
1: the monsters are really like, God, they all look very unique. That's what I'm really actually impressed with also with Monster Hunter World or just Monster Hunter in general. The whole franchise has been able to create these just incredibly unique monsters and just the animals and the wildlife that you encounter in general. Like, it's just impressive.
0: I'm curious with Monster Hunter World, there's an endgame like is it something where you just keep repeating this monster world and stuff like that no, or I have <laughs> no idea. is there like some kind of story element where you you reach a peak and then you can just go back to previously fought monsters because I know yeah. that there's like this tracking element to I, it I've never
2: played a monster hunter game yeah well I've like dabbled in it but like I didn't go
0: deep so I don't know I have no idea I mean, like, I, I mean, I'm yeah. ready to play it. I mean, I know there's a lot but, of replayability with it because you're right, going to have right. different ways in which you can... I mean, one, you have to find where the monster is. So you got to use tracking stuff to track down this monster in the world. Right. And then once you get to him, then you got to combat him. You may, may, may or may not win. And you're like, well, shit, I just died. So now I got to well, learn shit. from my mistakes somehow. Dark Souls? And Dark Souls, yeah. Cuphead, I mean, <laughs> I all mean. those... All, all about hey, learning from hit. those, huh, those mistakes, real. which will be difficult, to say so the I least.
2: I don't know how much lore they actually put into these games besides, like, hey, here's a cool weapon. Hey, here's well, a cool yeah, like, every, monster. Well, every single one,
1: you've had to go and, like, do, like, research, or you could do research, and you could hear, like, stories, or, like, the locals can tell you a little thing about the beast that you're about to fight. Like, oh, we've heard that... It slept beneath the city for hundreds of years kind of thing so that's cool they, they've got stuff there to really you know wet your palate if you're into the into that real big like i want to know everything about this monster or if you or if to say to hell with it be like nope just show me the big bad turtle towering monster beast and let's kick this thing's ass
0: So transitioning from monsters to more monsters, but in a different scenario (laughs) and setting, we are going to go to Anthem, in which case this is uh, the next Bioware cooperative game, most akin probably to Destiny in that there is a story experience to this overall arching thing, but you build out a character that is uniquely yours. Based on you know weapons and loadouts, everybody and all in their own Iron Man suit. Yeah, in their own personal Iron Man suit, and you explore this this world, um, and the world kind of drives that narrative along. As we said in the title, yeah, of this has an interesting category. premise. I just,
2: I hope it actually delivers. Yes, you know, I I was
1: I was thinking about back to E three when we first saw this coming out, and you see the interaction that you, the character, have with the one guy who gave you the quest line about like, hey, go find. Uh, my partner out there, go find, you know, that's that. That could be really cool. That could be a really nice element. Hopefully, it's not just like a cut and paste kind of mission or quest based gameplay where I it's, need five lizard skills. Took the words right at, Yeah. Go like, hey, Ted, I need five objects now. Can you get those for me? Yes, I will be happy to retrieve those five objects. I hope it's not cut and paste like that. We actually see like when you get out there into the world, into into the dangerous areas away from the safe zones, you actually see like some sort of narrative experience or a story that you and your partners get to go out and, you know, really whether it's overcoming a challenge and killing a whole bunch of beasts or just like really finding some sort of dark story, something bad happened out here kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I hope there's some kind of um, kind of akin to the public events in Destiny, but not as cut and paste. Yeah, where you just come out, not as repetitious. Yeah. I want them to be. I'm with my friends. We're traveling through this area. We're exploring, and all of a sudden we see this massive monster come like thrashing out of the woods and attacking this thing, and then we have to go down there and decide if we want to fight that or move on. So these events happen organically in the world as you're exploring yeah. and you have to react to those things um so well,
2: I'd like to see some kind of like Skyrim storytelling where you know it's like just side quests like oh hey look uh, I'm missing someone can you go find him mm-hmm. okay oh hey I found yeah. him what's going on I'm near death and this really badass group is now trying to kill me oh wait now I think you're involved so huh, good luck yeah and like you know all hell rings down like just kind of like throw you through the loop. like simple quest turns into like a giant storyline type yeah thing. like like tiered kind of thing yeah oh, yeah right? it's just, yeah. like it's yeah. own it's
0: own yeah. main story mission, yeah that could be cool something like um, that yeah I mean it's it's Bioware and they're known <laughs> for good fucking up their trilogy you really you know No, no, no. Of course not. They never do that. They never do that. Yeah. Um. But they they're known for doing like cool story stuff. I mean, some of their side missions aren't like spectacular necessarily, but
1: sometimes the ending to their trilogy is really lackluster. I hear.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Sure. But it's Uh,
2: this game is going
0: to be ongoing. You know, just decades of content. They're good at character development, which is cool. So like, if they can build good characters hopefully they add some pizzazz to that and make it they they have
1: they have created cool. amazing games in the past and I, I have no doubt that maybe they're really giving it their all on this I'm not saying that I'm completely writing this off at the start but I'm going to be really wary walking up to this game oh, when yeah. it, uh, come
0: its release but we just got to remember that EA is tied to this and that's that's
2: loot boxes
0: the I hope not just keep those away from me um <laughs> speaking of loot boxes, (laughs) uh, metal gear survive. Oh man. This is the last game we're going to (sighs) talk about in this category. This is a cooperative survival game that just announced that they are including microtransactions, and it's, it's required that you are online always. So I've been hearing so much talking about this. This game has everything going against it because it's got the name metal gear on it. And Hideo Kojima is not involved. And, I've heard a lot of people say they play the game, it's pretty good, but because it's got Metal Gear attached to it, it's basically just destroyed it for them because they could wow. have branded this as something else. Yeah. But instead they put Metal Gear on the name. And so there's an expectation that people have. It's
1: bullshit on it's two there. fronts. Yeah. One, it's got the Metal Gear name attached to it. So there's a there's an implication there. There's an expectation that comes with the name Metal Gear. We're talking about the Metal Gear universe. They, had, they have made mini games a a saga of games dedicated around to this metal to the to the Metal Gear universe and the lore behind it why you just decided to pull the handbrake and power slide in a completely new genre one fans are going where did that fucking come from <laughs> who asked for that who asked for this And then two of all the things that you could explore of everything out there in this, this, and just looking at the beautiful saga that was the Metal Gear games, what they could have explored. There is an infinite number of different, different genres or different areas. They could have gone all the different companies or the characters, what you've gone and seen. And instead you do a cop out and you do fucking zombies.
0: They're more like mutants.
2: Shut your mouth. (laughs) So I think I know why they did this. I actually watched a video on um, Majora's Mask, which we have over there in the corner. And apparently Nintendo was like, "What is? we want to ride this wave from Ocarina of Time. What can we do? So they made this game and just pulled all the assets from Ocarina of Time and just made a new game out of it and just you know made new concepts or anything. So it seems like they're like, what kind of game can we make that people might like? And we don't have to spend a lot of money. Let's we'll use all the assets that already we already have from Metal Gear five.
0: Ta-da! But yeah, I just I just don't like that they called it Metal Gear because Yeah, I know. I mean it's a survival right. game where right. you are I mean it's it's like a uh, Kinda of like State of Decay a little bit in a way, but it's mutants instead. Yeah. And apparently there's a lot of depth into the 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 survival aspect of this game that I've been reading, which is
1: I have good. no doubt that there is an actual playable game somewhere in this mess. I'm sure there is. But this game is a mess. A mess. You don't have its its original creator, Hideo Kojima taking it on or at least giving like maybe it's a gesture where he would be like you know what if I was gonna do this game I would do this and they said nope yeah mutants <laughs> <laughs> sorry I'm I'm bitter as hell at no this. You, I'm I
2: mean bitter as hell at this politics're gonna play into this game whether people want want it to or not I mean
0: I actually heard stories that this was being concepted during Yokojima's time there. It just never came, didn't, they never went anywhere with it. But this started supposedly from his wheelhouse, but you obviously it's not known. going to be as good because of that. Right. But yeah, I'm sure he had a great vision for this. Yeah. So that's why he never did it. Yeah, probably. Um, I don't know. But anyway, so it falls under the world-driven narrative co-op experience because it is co-op. You can play with your friends. <laughs> you, uh, this
2: quickly became a batching of this game yeah, and less did.
0: of the actual time. I, I wish I could burn uh, this game from existence. Uh, <laughs> I wish
1: I write it from our timeline.
0: Well, it's coming soon,
1: so you can play that and check <laughs> yeah. it out.
0: So it'll be good. Uh, Maybe. Not really. I don't know. Co-op. So. Will we play it? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Those are probably not. the cooperative <laughs> games that you may or may not be looking forward to in 2018, but all of them you are basically top, reinventing top, top game here that we want to play this year. Yeah, sure. Let's do top top okay. game of all I'm mention or anything new that you we haven't mentioned.
2: I'm actually super excited about Sea of Thieves. I was really like not digging it early on, but now like seeing what's come out progression system and the world like yeah down
1: totally solid. Down
0: evo uh
2: warhammer
1: vermintide 2 i really i've always been a really big fan of the warhammer fantasy universe so i really want to see what 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 they bring to the table as far as what's what's going on with the agents of chaos what what are what are you and your adventurers going to be doing is it going to be like a ragtag band of people who hated each other but eventually find friendship at the end of it like it was in the first game or is it going to be something more so i'm very excited for
0: vermintide 2 heck yeah Metal Gear Survive over here <laughs> just kidding <laughs> uh, just kidding um, I
1: hate you so much
0: mine's definitely gonna be CFDs also just cause I've already bought it so nice I'm pretty pumped about that And Did you, what'd you get special with it I don't think I got anything special what? with it. No, I think I, no, I'm a founder or something <laughs> like that. So I get some cool name in the forums. Oh, wow. I think I get some in-game gear of some kind. Okay, but, okay. Yeah, like a cool. hat or something. Cool, we'll see. We'll see. I just want to pre-order because I know I was going to buy it anyway on day one. So I might as well just pre-order and just be done with it. It yep. kept emailing me. It was like, hey, click here now. And, oh, no, I know what I get. Um, Another beta access in uh, next week maybe? Ooh, something like that I don't know Screw closed beta yeah. stuff so that'd be cool anyway that is gonna the, 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 the words that concludes our discussion topic this week head over to youtube.com slash the inner gamer for the video of this discussion we're gonna split it up into three parts as you heard throughout this topic so uh, watch all those videos it'll be pretty awesome you're listening to Looking forward to next week. Let's talk about our upcoming video game releases. We have two games coming out next Tuesday, January 26th. And actually, no, I take that back. That's not Tuesday. That's a Friday. And there's Thunder it's outside. It's scaring me. Yeah. So, 26. Oh, gosh, this is scary. So, this is the 26, guys. We got two big, huge toppers. The first two big titles. titles of the year Dragon Ball Fighter Z, or Fighters, however you want to say it. Fighter Z or Fighters? What do you guys say? I've heard both. I mean, because Dragon Ball Z is how you say it. Right. So I feel like it's Dragon Ball Z, I've, but everybody's saying it's Fighters. No, I've heard
1: Fighter
2: Z a lot. I've yeah.
0: heard it as I don't care. Okay. So it's coming out on PS4, <laughs> Xbox One, and PC. Dragon Ball Fighter Z is born... From what makes the Dragon Ball series so loved and famous, endless spectacular fights with its all-powerful fighters, this game maximizes high-end anime graphics and brings easy-to-learn but difficult-to-master fighting gameplay. Basically, you're going to be
1: spending um, the first five minutes each powering up your characters. You have to like scream into the remotes, and that's how that works, and then you can actually
0: fight. <laughs> uh, yes, that's exactly right. It's supposed to be awesome. I'm going Super Saiyan. I got to play the beta.
2: Oh, yeah. I fucking love it, man. Wait, when did you do that? (laughs) Uh, Recently? Yeah. Oh, Yeah, it was the the Monday after the weekend. It was supposed to be. So I guess I extended this a little longer. Yeah. And it just updated the other day. And I was like, what the fuck? So... It's all Japanese voice actors, but I don't fucking care. It is amazing. I, I love can see Dragon Ball having, Z like,
0: parties for that. So uh, fighting parties, yeah, oh yeah, easily, easily. Yeah. So
2: basically, Kakarot. they were saying that they're hoping they they think this game will bring people in who haven't been in the universe and who haven't really played fighting games like this. Yeah, and. mechanics are pretty simple from what what I've played right right and uh, I I can't wait it's awesome and I'm gonna be broke because I want
0: this other game too yes the other game also on the same day is Monster Hunter World PS4 and Xbox one here it comes Monster Hunter World puts you in a living breathing ecosystem as a hunter that seeks and slays ferocious beasts in a heart pounding battle and battles that unfold across the vast ever-changing terrain venture on quests alone or cooperatively with up to three other hunters via online drop-in multiplayer hell yeah, hell I, it's, yeah. it's here man
2: I, I, it's here no i can't there's so much more i gotta play before these games nope. come nope get ready to hunt them
0: get ready <laughs> to hunt them beasts yeah that backlog is backlogged even more now I mean, how many hours of backlog do you think you have, Brett? Enough. I can tell you at least 225 hours.
1: Let me. Yeah, let me see. That's Probably it. More. He's. Oh no, more. He's got. It's got to be at least
2: 500. He's, Let's just
0: talk of my style of gameplay, which is means I just like power through the story and then cut it oh, at okay, there. Okay. Yeah. 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 Cut that in half. Probably okay. more like 450 or 600, maybe a thousand. <laughs> All right. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so that's gonna wrap up our show this week, everybody. Again, if you are listening to this on Tuesday, come out to our event tonight. We would love to see you there. It's going to be awesome and remember a ten dollar buy-in for the mario kart tournament it's gonna be great and there's lots of cool prizes be beer. sure and check yeah, some beer There's lots beer. Some beer there's beer and there's a pretty badass trophy that we got to get a sneak peek of so that'll be fun um be sure and check us out next tuesday for more from your favorite video game podcasts visit the for our latest episodes blogs videos and social channels if you like what you hear please leave us a review on itunes or tell a friend
1: we also have a Patreon, which is a way for you, our listeners, to donate to the cause in order to bring you all the great content you want to see and hear. Even something as little as $1 a month, $12 a year total is going to keep uh, all this great content coming to you, our listeners. So please, um, we've got awesome prizes waiting for you in this Patreon. You can get early access to the content, maybe even coming on the podcast, talking with us, playing video games with us, which is really what that's all about. So please head over to theinnergamer.net and click donate
2: to contribute. And that's going to wrap us up today. I'm Devin Dree. I'm Brady Nosky. And I'm Awesome Morales. And you've been listening to The Inner
0: Gamer! That was pretty unsynchronous. <laughs> that was pretty cool.
1: That was good. <laughs> Solid work,
0: gentlemen. Solid work. <laughs> It is it, January. It, shit, Damn it! took you so fucking long to lead in. I How many seconds do you need? Prepare myself. Shut up. That was Gosh. a train wreck. <laughs> Good God! Well, you said, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. You said you literally, literally you went three, two.
1: And we sat here forever.